We are now live. Hey, hi, and hello. I am Raylock Dust. Why the name change? Not important. I'm just gonna plow through. Um, so today I am going to have a, a special guest on. Um, she's actually one of like the first like non like like one of my. Never mind. I am going to have Tamara Siobhan. She's one of um, my favorite local comedians. I am totally biased, um, and I'm going to. Um, get her in and then tell the cheesy story about the time that she introduced me and it was really cute. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm so great. You look amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Like you need, Not to, so bad yourself. You need to do my makeup, honestly. I would love that. Um, I... I'm a fan of your face, so I'd love to have you as a model, so <laughs> you're in. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. How um, are you? I am as good as you can be in these trying times. <laughs> I know. Um, I yeah, know. I'm um Yeah, I, I'm coming off of like like a depression dip. So I'm at that level where I'm just like, I don't know if this is genuine high energy or if I'm just not used to having the energy. Where am I? Who knows? <laughs> Oh, I feel you. I feel you 100%. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so um, welcome to Serious and Sober. <laughs> Very excited. I have my water with me. Oh, of course. That's for sobriety. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so I was just um, going to get um, cheesy about you before we begin, if that's okay. Yeah. Because sure. I think you're cool and I want to gush. Is that okay? 100%. Okay, so um, way back when, about a year ago, when I decided to actually take comedy seriously, I went to this open mic for the first time, and I was so nervous, and you were hosting, and I was I, I, actually, because I'm a cheesy asshole, I wore, I'm wearing the same dress that I wore that day, because yeah. I saw it in my closet, and I was just like, eh. <laughs> but, um, and you're, do you remember your introduction to me? I remember I accidentally misgendered you, and then you told me that it was okay, and it wasn't. And then no, I it was not. to the audience why it's not okay, and I gave them a very real-life, straight-passing explanation so that they would be able to understand it because I felt really bad, and also because I felt it was my duty to educate when I made the mistake. So, yes, I do remember. Hell yeah. I'm <laughs> and the end. <laughs> and you also said it was cute. The end. <laughs> <laughs> And you did amazing. You were great. Thank you. Uh, that's why they call me great. That doesn't work <laughs> as well through text. Or through <laughs> I'm so glad that you liked that, though. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. <laughs> this is so exciting. Oh, my God. I miss your face. I'm just really excited to see you, honestly. Thank you. This is so lovely. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm not gonna lie. I was so nervous about asking you to do the show. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I'm an anxious mess. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> I had like three of my friends were pumping me up for it. Just like, like, you can do this. You can ask her. And I'm just like, yeah, I can. <laughs> Literally, anytime. Seriously. Yeah, see, logical brain tells me that, but anxiety brain is just like, no. <laughs> oh, no. Seriously, I love you so much. Honestly, like, I. I learned a lot from, the same way you like I gush about you as well because like it was a very good teaching experience and I learned so much that like really is like you know everyone thinks that once you like misgender somebody like you're dead to everybody like it's whatever but it's like you made it like 
You know what I mean? It's, it's a good learning experience. Everyone's learning. And like you made it a good teaching experience for a whole crowd and everybody was so appreciative of it. And I love that so much. Yeah, thank you. And I, and I really appreciate because like, that was a learning experience for me as well to stop saying it's okay when people misgender me. Yes. Because like, I get it. I wear dresses and makeup and wear the long wigs, but I um, don't feel comfortable with the she, her pronouns. So that's the story. Yeah. <laughs> and that's literally like your prerogative. And it's like you... Yeah, it's this like it's the same way. It's like when someone says something racist, and you're like, "Oh, it's okay." It's like not okay. Same thing. Yeah. It's like you just got to speak up for yourself when things are not okay and like change the narrative. You know what I mean? In a positive way, Absolutely. you don't have to be like an asshole about it, and you weren't. And that's why it was like so much more positive for everybody to like really like everyone learned in that room that night, which was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was such a good night, and like my head was so big after the the gushing, so <laughs> I was just. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I love you. Honestly, I love you too. <laughs> I'm, I'm not like exaggerating or like doing the hosty thing when I say like you're one of my favorite local comedians. Every time I'm at a show and I realize that you're gonna be there, I'm just like, yes, it's good. <laughs> oh my god, thank you. I, I honestly, I just miss comedy so much, and I just love that. You're yeah. Saying, yes, I forgot that this used to be a thing. <laughs> yeah, like, like talking in front of people, a crowd. I did um, when I do a Zoom call or when I do a Zoom show. I um, I get my roommates to sit behind my camera, so I at least have something. Nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so that's my Zoom hack. <laughs> <laughs> I need that. Honestly, it's just me alone and like a green wall, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I even have a mannequin if I need. I am set. <laughs> <laughs> I need this, I, honestly. Yeah, I just, yeah I'm, I'm just picturing, sorry? Sorry, I was like, can you see me? But you can't, okay, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're good. You, you cut out as you were asking if I could see you, but I could still see you. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'm gonna move <laughs> over to the area so I can have, um, okay, cool, I'm ready. All righty. I love the green room, by the way. I just big fan. You know what? Not even planned. Um, I'm just, I'm not, I haven't been living at my own house for a really long time. Okay. So, <laughs> so <this is> my <laughs> room, my room is just white walls and pictures my roommate put up because I'm very lazy. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> as long as you have someone to take care of you. <laughs> okay. I'm just putting this lamp on so you can see me properly. All right. Okay, there we go. There we go. You have such a nice warm glow now. That's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. So do you want to play 20 questions or never have I ever first? Do you have a preference? Ooh, um, yes. Let's do never have I ever. All righty. So for that, we are going to do the put a finger down method. Okay. All right. So, um, Basic rules, I am going to state some things, and um, if you have had it happen to you, or if you've done it, you put a finger down, and um, I'm gonna the game ends. I'm because I'm holding one hand with my phone. Oh, that's totally fair. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, no, you have to play the way I want you to. <laughs> I was just like, uh-oh. <laughs> it's okay. Alrighty. Um, so... Never have I ever had someone assume I didn't speak English. So I put it down if I have someone. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember <No>. this game. 
you got this. <laughs> Alrighty. Never have I ever been called a racial slur by a stranger. I mean, yeah. Like, that's one of those things where, like, technically one time someone shouted at me that I was a Canadian C-word when I was riding my bike. But... What? Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, it was like when I first moved to Toronto, too. And I was just like, oh, no, <laughs> it's everything my parents warned me about. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I guess I'll put a finger down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I originally wasn't going to because I'm just like, no one's ever called me white. I'm like, oh, yeah, that one. That one. <laughs> like, that is not okay. What? Okay. Wow. No. No. Um, never have I ever been cast in a show to add diversity to a lineup. I mean, like, like that's an immediate finger down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I may have planted some of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually the most annoying thing, to be fair. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I just, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's not about comedy anymore, so it just makes it really frustrating, because it's like, okay, so I'm just filling this box for you. Yeah, does it um, make you feel like you have more of, like, more pressure on you when you are, like, the only, like, any, like, you are, you are um, Black, bisexual, and Jewish, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so um, when you're the only one that fills any of those boxes, do you feel like an extra amount of pressure to um, present those parts of you? Anytime that I see someone's doing that, because you can clock it immediately, I purposely only do jokes about cats and, like, cooking. I love that so much. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, well, I'll just mm -hmm. do jokes that have nothing to do with this. And everyone's going to be like, what? Why is this girl on the show? And I'll be like, now you have to explain it. Yeah. Right? That is, I love that. That is such a power move. I <laughs> love you more now. <laughs> yes. All righty. Like, you got to do that sometimes. Yeah. I'm going to do this so I can, like, see, everyone can see it. Okay, I'm ready. Never have I ever been told my culture's food smells bad. No, I've never been told that. Like, okay, bye. Oh, wait. No. What? Down, sorry. That's okay. You, you have the perfect finger up, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no one's ever said Jamaican food, food smelled bad, but a lot of people don't like lots. A lot of people don't like a lot of, like, you know, um, like Jewish food. So, yeah, I've actually had it on the other side. I've, I had to, like, yeah. go through both sides of, like, who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> I'm, I'm losing this game rapidly. Uh <laughs> yeah. Never have I ever been the only one of my race in a group. Let's see. Okay, so I'm down now to only five again, okay? <laughs> okay, um... Never have I ever been called one of the good ones. Oh, my, can we talk about this for a second? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, this is my biggest pet peeve that I have all the time because people do this in this weird way where they're like, oh, I've met a lot of other Black people, but they're not like you. You're one of the good ones. Like, as in, like, we don't think you're going to, like, rob things out of our house or we, like, we're surprised you have an education. And it happens all the time 
even with people like I've had to cut off recently, like in the past few years that say that as like my mm -hmm. friends. Yeah. And it's just, <sighs> it's just like your mentality is so like formed by like what you've grown up and understood that you mm -hmm. don't even try to think outside the box so that you just blatantly spew racist shit like that like how are you okay like i it's that is like my biggest yeah. and absolutely it's weird because the way that my mom did everything like my mom went out of her way to make sure that i wouldn't be a part of those stereotypes mm -hmm. and in her doing that it actually made me a part of different stereotypes that she didn't even notice so like when i was oh. like horseback riding or like in like art like camp or doing gymnastics she's like i'm doing mm -hmm. all these things so that you're going to be able to do this whereas like when i went they're like oh i'm surprised you're even doing this you're one of the good ones and that's happened my whole life and it's so frustrating so yeah. honestly, like that's a really good one because it's like it just opens a whole new like a whole new gate of like different types of like microaggressions that you just face on a mm -hmm. daily basis which I literally resent. So sorry, I got really triggered by that because it's just really. Hey. Yeah, I, th this is a space for you to express yourself and talk. Is this is a learning experience for both myself and everyone who's watching, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Like, yeah, don't call someone one of the good ones because they're doing things that you don't think their culture has been able to do before. It's very yeah. insulting. <laughs> like, yeah, that's one of the things. Like, I've heard. Like, I. I come from a bit of a racist family, so I've I've heard it. I've heard a lot of things, and yeah. I and I admit, like I struggle with a lot of like internalized racism, where like my brain will like, hey, this. And I'm like, hey, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like I'm glad that I at least have like the like the taught instinct of like, those are bad. Don't 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 listen to your dad thoughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. No, I know what you mean. I've had to break my mom out of a lot of specific things, especially around like like her thinking like when I like had to come out as bi uh which I just kind of didn't come out I kind of just was like this is just slowly who your daughter is and then <laughs> she started to like realize it was like I will write you out of the will like this is like because like Jamaican culture is very not accepting and, mm -hmm. and with the whole process of like getting my mom on board and like Jamaicans made songs for like a good like a good five year stretch of just burning gay people. And I was like, I'm sorry, is this a record label? Like this is these are songs you produce. Okay, cool. So like that made things really hard, obviously, you know. So it was not a good experience going through that whole process. So but like it's learned. It's all learned behavior. You know what I mean? So it can be unlearned. It's just people have to be willing to want to do it yeah and their willingness is so important and that's why like right now I'm um not that um close with my mom right now because she may be sharing all lives matter videos and things on Facebook and like yeah that's why I'm off Facebook right now I just like I could not I just I had I, I, I unfriended my mom <laughs> can you imagine it's like you're my mom but you're literally not my friend so yeah, like, my parents are homophobic, transphobic, racist, and I'm just like, that's me and my family. Like. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> a lot of people think that, like, you know, it's, like, an extension of who you are or, like, that you're, like, 
by a lot of people group a lot of people in like guilty by association because like those are the people that taught you you must have thought that sometime and like i get that a lot like oh so your mom must be like and it's like my mom was like that like and not in a hateful way mm -hmm. but it was one of those things where you know i had to go out of my way to like take the responsibility upon myself to help teach her she's 73 years old you know what oh. i mean <laughs> like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she's gone through a lot of systemic racism and a lot of things herself and a lot of things that people told her that she just took a face value and like to be like it's 2020 now and like people are bisexual and like non-binary and like like you know like and going through this whole thing she's like no <laughs> so it took like it took like eight years but we got there yeah <laughs> like, you know yeah I think I've been out for four years as um, as pansexual, which like my mom seems like amused by at least like like she'll say things like um, oh yeah they they take anyone and I'm just like sure <laughs> sure if that's like yeah. that's like almost it just means okay you're not hating me I'm fine <laughs> yeah you're like okay this is a good stepping stone you got to just take the good stepping stone and try yeah. it yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I will say like my, my dad is like like my mom is more verbal like on Facebook with her bigotry and my dad is just like just straight up here it is. Yeah. Um yeah, uh I'm I'm gonna tell a quick story and then we'll go to the next question. Yeah, Once no. upon a time. <laughs> yeah. Um I was I was talking to my dad and he was just like, Oh, there's too many weirdos in the world right now. Everyone's just so weird and I'm just like like, oh like what do you think should be done? And he's like, oh, we should just, like, get rid of all the weirdos, and then all the normal people will stay, and then the world will be good again. And I'm just like, okay, um, in this perfect world of yours, where do I go? Yeah. And he told me I could go in the waiting room until I decide to rejoin the good guys. No. No. Wow. Yeah, so that's, like, an uphill battle. But <laughs> yeah geez like you know what I mean I feel like that's kind of like where my mom was at like yeah it's hard because you're like I like you don't even know if you can even help change that narrative but like yeah. it's always it's always worth it to try and mm -hmm. you would just hope that like you know love will conquer but man sometimes it's really difficult seriously that's terrible yeah what I'm hoping is like my parents live in like their own bubble. Like they're in um like it's it's a small city that thinks it's a small town is how I describe it. And yeah. they just like act like rednecks and I just like I know that they love me and I know that they care about me and I'm just optimistic but I'm also taking a break right now. 100%. You need to do that for your mental health, honestly. You have to. Yeah. <laughs> like for real. Yeah, it, it's one of those things, like, like because, like, this is, like, fresh, which is why I keep talking about it instead of you. But anyway. <laughs> no, that's, that's okay. Like, that, that's, that's totally okay. I know what you're going through, because I went through it, like, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, I know. Actually, it's been longer than that. 13 years ago. Damn, I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> Time is but a construct. Yeah. It's like I'm 95 years old. Um, <laughs> you look great. <laughs> Thank you. It's uh, it's the jeans. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. So I I hope that that like I hope that you're able to get through that. That's really upsetting, and you kind of got to get past the anger like wholeheartedly. Like you have to be willing to like, in my opinion, willing to 
forgive and teach instead of being like angry and trying to educate like there's a difference yeah like so you have to really be like willing to hear ignorant shit for a bit and to mm -hmm. be like wow i'm gonna let that go over my head so i can like explain to you why that's like not a thing and i'm gonna use lots of examples that relate to you i used a lot of jerk chicken examples in my day like a lot of <laughs> a lot of examples are like Say there was like jerk chicken, but you also wanted like curry goat. Like it was like a whole, like, it's a whole thing. Oh, I love that. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, thank you so much for that, though. I like. I feel like that's gonna be very helpful for me, and like, who knows who else would be helpful for? <laughs> for sure. No. Yeah. No, yeah. No, it's like I'm go. definitely. Yeah, I, I'm definitely at a point where like I'm overcoming the anger, and I, you know, and when I do. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really make sure you do because like things will just keep setting you back. I got set back for like three years of anger. So that was like really hard to deal with. So like really just being like, okay, this is a mindset that they don't even know is a problem fully. And like really like registering that every single time you're thinking about it instead of being like, they literally hate me and everything I'm about. Cause it's like, it's they're different things. So you have to like really like focus on one of them and it's super hard because you're like really yeah. like who taught you this shit but like yeah yeah one of one of the craziest things with my mom in like her overt racism is like um her mom was like racist her whole life but then at her mother's funeral it was very colorful because she matured and made new friends yeah and <laughs> and i'm just like if my grandma can grow like I um my my I was like I, I was kind of young when my grandma died so I only like I mostly know the stories but like yeah. if if she can grow I'm very hopeful my mom can <laughs> yeah and and she can like I will say like wholeheartedly everyone can they all, mm -hmm. they just have to want to yeah <laughs> so, you know yeah and I think um like the repercussion of potentially like not being as close with me might fit just because like in their small town they've just been able to like throw out slurs and things to other white people and people will just be like, ah. yeah. And I'm just like, those aren't good to say. Huh. Oh God. I can, I can tell so many stories about my racist parents. Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it on the side, seriously, but like, feel free. I got nothing but time to be honest. So <laughs> Same. I'm, I'm also laid off. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I'm, I'm free laid off on my birthday. No. <laughs> They didn't, yeah. they didn't look at your file like what the oh they knew because it it's, it's like i work for like a small company it's a catering company and like I, I love it so much and um it was just like like they said like we're sorry to do this on your birthday but like we have to <laughs> wow no yeah. a day that's amazing that they really just try to <laughs> like, like the like and to be fair like, like it's a catering company and yeah. we had like just um it was like the day after like march 17th was when like the emergency was um called and my birthday's the 18th so um no everyone was emailing and canceling the events for like the whole year so they were just like we have no choice like there's nothing to do and also is everyone not always just hung over on your birthday always oh my goodness i have such a vendetta against st patrick's day because of it <laughs> Oh my god, I'm just like, this sounds terrible for you. Yeah. 
like sometimes I get lucky and like if my well, not even lucky actually because like I can't go out on my birthday because if my birthday is on a Friday then that's the new St. Patrick's Day so then it's just it's nuts like it's oh. just I'm just gonna stay at home <laughs> that's brutal uh there was um one year it was on a Saturday so we went so and I'm just like okay so like the Friday was when everyone got nuts so everyone's gonna be hungover it's gonna be great <laughs> no one will be there I was wrong. I was so wrong. Oh my goodness. I was so wrong. <laughs> it was packed. But I got to sing two songs because it was a karaoke bar. So I got my two out and then we just like left because there was nothing else to do. Oh like, man. Like literally next year I will make sure I'm not hungover on your birthday and we will do something very fun. Thank you. I do um I do intend to do something big for like big for my birthday next year because I didn't get to do anything. So yeah. Thank you. I, I would I would love to have you be a part of it. Yes, I will be. Yes. Yes, we will do that. A real karaoke night. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> All right. What number? Oh, I have, I have four left. I, I remembered. I was like, do not forget this. Okay. Four left. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm at eight. Okay. Um, never have I ever been compared to a celebrity of the same race that I don't look like. I'm not even going to just, like, I'm not even going to let you finish that all the time. All the time. All the time. Which like, ones? Do you know how many times I'm going to be like, you know who you look like? And I'm like, here we go. Oprah. Oprah. I'm Oprah. And, like, bless Oprah. But, like, Oprah is literally 40 years older than me. And, like... We don't have any of the same facial features at all. We don't have the same hair. We don't have, like, we have the same, like, excitement. But that's not a face trait. Like, it's just... No. Like, I could see someone being like, oh, your excitement reminds me of. Yeah. But, like, is this, like, random people, like, just being like, you know who you remind me of? Like, I, I knew it was going to be Oprah, but I was hoping it wouldn't. Like, oh, maybe maybe she'll surprise me. And it'll be like Whoopi Goldberg or something. You would hope. Never Whoopi. Okay. Never Whoopi? Never Whoopi. <laughs> I lived in um, Waterton Lakes National Park. It's a park in, like, on the border of Montana. So we had a lot of people that came from Montana into uh, Alberta. And it was always the Americans that came. Like, you know who you look like? And I'm like... The only person you see on TV that's of color? And they're like, no, Oprah. Like, they didn't, it, everything was over their head. Like, they didn't even, yeah. Like, okay, yeah. And then they'd give me extra tips. I'm like, maybe you can get there one day. I was like, ooh, with your extra $6. Like, it was just insane. And that was three years of my life. So every day for three years during the summer when I worked in this resort town, there was not one day that passed that I didn't get called Oprah. Not one day. <laughs> not one day. Do you know how crazy that is? Like, that not... is much worse than I was expecting. Yeah, not <sighs> one day. Because they thought it was a compliment. Like, they thought it was a compliment because they were like, look, she's successful. She's black. We're proud of you for being represented, like, being compared to Oprah. And I was like, this is actually a huge telling of who you are. <laughs> yeah. And that is why you're getting the bison stew. Like, I get it. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some, some people are, they don't hide. <laughs> they don't hide. <laughs> That's I love that. 
Okay. Um, never have I ever had a stranger touch my hair. Girl. Oh, sorry. Sorry. So sorry. I, I'm saying girl in a general term, but I'm just letting you know that that's not to direct it. To, but I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Wow. Um, okay. There we go. Okay. So let's, let's just get into this. I lived in China for three years. I got my hair touched so much. People would be like, oh my God, like, how do you get it like that? How do you wash it? Can you wash it? Every day, my students, my faculty, my fellow teachers, my hair was touched so much that I had my friend who was also a teacher be like a bodyguard for me. And we'd go to grocery stores and as I was trying to get things, he'd have to step in and be like, please don't touch your hair. I see you're about to do it. Please don't touch your hair. I see you're about to do it. In Chinese. He learned the phrase in Mandarin to be like, please don't touch your hair. Please don't touch your hair. How? Like, yeah. Yeah. That's another one that was a bit more intense than I expected. I was just like, oh yeah, sometimes people do that. It's annoying. But no, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And it happens all the time, all the time. Is it real? How do you do it? How do you wash it? How, how, how? And it's mm -hmm. just like, do you, like what? What is this? <laughs> like, what is? Yeah. This? And yeah, my mom called me, and I was like, "Mom, girl, I need to tell you this, okay?" And my mom was like, "This is going to happen for the rest of your life because it happens to me." And she was. 65 at that time <laughs> and people were still touching her hair in Toronto so yeah 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 my, <laughs> just, like, my roommate I'm just sorry, mumbled but she's not surprised <laughs> yeah like it, it's just so weird it's like I get it like I get it I get why, like, people are fascinated. But, like, when I'm fascinated by stuff, like, I don't just touch it. <laughs> Marino! Yeah. yeah, I don't just touch it. Like, when I'm just like, wow, what a nice body. I don't just touch it. I And I know a lot of, like, men have a problem with that. But, like, <laughs> like I, I, <laughs> but, like, I, I'm just like, who touches somebody's hair? Mm -hmm. it's, it's wild. It's yeah, wild. like I am, I am one of those white people that learns the lesson the hard way. <laughs> Where in an improv <laughs> class when I was nineteen, one of my friends changed her hair, and I was like, "Oh my god, you changed your hair!" And I took her hat off to see it, and she was like, "Don't ever." And then she like gave the down low, and I was just like, "I'm so sorry." I I just I was just excited because like I'm just used to like because like that's I. Oops, lesson learned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, and like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, it, it's just different because like, it's not fascinating to me. It's just like how I have to put my hair so I don't have to like brush it every day. And so when yeah. it's getting touched, it's not only just like annoying, it's also like, yo, you're cramping the style. Okay. Um, this is like a work of art and it took a long time. 
and I cried a bunch. So if you could just not. And like, I used to get my hair done really tight in China. So when it was done really tight, it actually hurt. Like it was hard to sleep on my actual own head, like on my own hair for like days. And then people would be in the grocery store being like, I deserve to touch this. And you're like, I literally, like, I, I can't explain to you how much of a no this is. So yeah, yeah so. Sorry that I just like snapped so hard on that, but it's just literally my biggest pet peeve. That's absolutely okay. Like I am um, from um, my, my experience of learning that lesson. I, I somewhat expected that as well. <laughs> so I was like, I braced myself. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I just was like, whoa. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm yeah, I, I would have been surprised if you didn't have a reaction. If you were just like, oh yeah. Yeah. Once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. So I'm at seven. Are you at two? I'm at two. Okay. Um, never have I ever had someone assume I was a drug user. I mean, I, I've had people assume that. They're not wrong. Um, <laughs> 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 like... You know what? I like. I am someone that like without like weeds specifically. Like, it's not gonna go well. Like, I have chronic pain in my yeah. I'm... <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Knees and back. I played rugby for a really long time. It's just like yeah. Like, and like I just like need to like at the end of the night. I can't sleep. I can't mm -hmm. just like. I I've heard people just go to bed. Have you heard that? Um, I might have a sleep disorder, so I just, like, I do randomly just fall asleep. Um, I fall asleep <laughs> at the opposite times of other people falling asleep. Like, I can't sleep at, like, nighttime, but catch me at 3 p.m., and it's like, I, I can't even hear your conversation. Like, it's, <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, I'm working on opposite, but, like, yeah, it's hard for me to sleep. I wake up every three hours, like, maximum. So, like, two and a half hours to three hours every single mm -hmm. night for, like, ever since I was a, like a kid like I mm -hmm. I I don't know it's hard for me to stay sleeping so yeah I that's kind of how I ended up doing like that's how I ended up getting a bong and like getting like edibles and stuff like that like I need to be able to sleep yeah. so yeah uh that is yeah I I have been accused of that but not a stereotype <laughs> for, okay. for, for, for <laughs> all right um if you'd like you can leave a finger up for it then since you're owning it Okay, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Fight the power. All right. Yeah. I I put a finger down because one time someone asked if I knew where to get any Coke, and I was just like, ah. Uh. I was like, <laughs> especially because like, it was like I didn't even smoke weed at the time. I was literally just like, ah, ah. I was so terrified. You're like, ah, like, yeah, Coca-Cola, love it. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> Do you want it in the glass bottle or a can? Oh man, brings back so many serving days. <laughs> okay, right, so we have three rough. left. Yeah. We have three left now. And, um, <laughs> all right. So, never have I ever seen a caricature costume or mascot of my culture. Okay, that's like, yeah, like all the time. All the time. Well, yeah. we already know what's going on. Like, even with all this like Aunt Jemima stuff, but yes, this is like just like constant. Like, there are so many people used to dress up 
as me for Halloween with blackface, which they thought was endearing and <laughs> a lot. So like like people in your school would dress up like you, like your friends? Yeah. Like like at, at my school. Like specifically you. As me, like specifically. How crazy is that? <laughs> yeah. So I'd go to school and there'd be like blackface children at my school and I'd have to teach them and not hit them. It's so crazy. Um <laughs> Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. So that's interesting. Halloween is never a good time for me because I'm always like scared of the racist people I'll find out about. <laughs> like you're like, wow, you went there. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Like I've seen these things that like I'm, I'm like British, Irish, Scottish, Italian. So it's just like, oh no, a leprechaun, like Mario, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. It's just like it's it's a different like obviously it's a different weight for me. That is just something that I don't like Yeah. But I do recognize it as a bad thing and I can say that's not one of the bad things I've done in my past. <laughs> We love to see it, honestly. I love when people have, like, pretty cleansing pasts. I'm like, yes. Thank you. Yeah. God. Like, okay, so I, I do, like, as a makeup artist, I do face paint. And my very first children's event is a Halloween party. And the very first person that comes up, she sits down, sneezes on my brushes, looks at me and says, can I have a black face? And I was just like, like, what do you mean? And she goes, I want, like, just my face black, and I want to have, like, big pink lips and, like, like red eyes. And so, I like, I asked, like, what are you being for Halloween? And she says she's being Chat Noir from Monster High. Stop! Stop. I, I gave her whiskers and, like, cat eye makeup. Like, I was just like, like, I can't do that. What? Yeah, have you seen this Chat Noir character? I don't, yes. wait, I don't think that's her name. Okay, is that is it Chat Noir? I, I think, yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah. That is, wow. Like, to go to, it's one thing to be racist on your own, but to go and be like, I need assistance, it's like, so wild. Like, can you help me offend an entire group of people? No. It's just, sometimes you just have to like look at it you're like wow this logic some people really just don't get it yeah and like this was like a little girl like I think she was like nine okay so her parents were like that sounds great sweetie yeah it oh, was just like God. it was it was in Aurelia so oh. you know <laughs> lead with that lead with that small town girl in Aurelia wanted blackface yeah and, uh, and I was shocked. And she sneezed on my brushes, which is not the worst thing she did, but it was still gross. <laughs> it, honestly, it was foreshadowing. <laughs> like, I'm in for it with this one. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, the disrespect. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I have one left. One left. Okay. Um, Someone said, this is extra wild because it's a child. Yes, literally. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. We should do like a where where are they now? <laughs> oh no. Let's see. It's been it's been like five years, so she's probably a teenager. At an all live oh, no. matter rally or some shit. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. There. Oh. Yeah, I could, uh, I could see that happening in Aurelia, but I do know that Aurelia had a Black Lives Matter march, so that was cool. Because it's a small town, so like I like when is, small towns do their own things. <laughs> Aurelia has a really good burger place, so, um, like I'll go back if they had if they if they are if they're supporting Black Lives Matter and I can get a burger, like I'm about it. Yeah, I I lived in Aurelia for three years, and like. It has a fun art community, but, like, I did everything there was to do in three years. <laughs> Burger place in Black Lives Matter. What <laughs> uh, yeah, do you need? <laughs> yeah, that, that's the I'm trying to remember what it's called. Yeah, I, I, I know which one you're talking about, but, like, I'm just, like, I know where it is. It's the one off the highway, right? Yes, yes. I can't remember what it's called. But now I want that to be the slogan. Like, Aurelia, you only need three years. <laughs> you only need three years i love it <laughs> i'm better. we'll go and change it yeah <laughs> okay i'm down to one like i'm like uh-oh okay and there are two questions left and i'm pretty sure i might you know uh-oh see i should have been crossing these off because i skipped one of them because i knew you were gonna get it and I didn't want to just, like, put you down that fast. Now I don't remember which one it was. Oh, well, I'm going to do the last one. Never have I ever been pulled over by a cop and wondered if I was in danger. Um, I actually haven't. Awesome. <laughs> um, I, I, I've never had to like, think that I was in danger with the cop, to be honest. Like, mm -hmm. the ways that I've been pulled over, like, yeah, either I was, like, not being... No, you know what? No, I actually haven't. And that's gonna sound really crazy, but I haven't. I will give that to every cop that's pulled me over. The one time I got pulled over and I told a cop he was racist, he actually um, wasn't. <laughs> I was, I was, I was literally, I was in the wrong. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, I was young and I was underage and I was, he was just doing his job, but I, I was just in Kingston and they had been racist. And I was like, I know why you're doing this. You're racist. And he's like, I'm really not. I'm letting you off. So just can you please take this and like not be this person? <laughs> like, just don't be this person. He's like, he's like literally like your friends running with a Sunoco sign. Everyone steal. Like I stole a bridge off of a highway. Like I saw stole a banner off of a highway bridge. Like, and he let me go. And so like I wasn't in danger, and he wasn't threatening at all. The other times, like they've been suspicious of things that I was doing. But when I spoke to them, I never felt like my life was in danger. So no, I never felt like I was being like threatened or my life was in danger. I've, okay. yeah, I've been around other people that I know that's happened to but like, I'm pretty polite when the cops come up. Cause usually when the cops pull me over, I've actually done something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like there are times when I have, okay. and I'm super grateful like, mm -hmm. but, like, I also lived in a place where everyone knew each other. So, like, when we were getting pulled over where I was, like, it was like, I know your mom. Like, I, like you know what I mean? It wasn't the same. Yeah. Um, 
when I went to Atlanta and my cousins got pulled over, that was a different story <laughs> because that was fucked. Um, and they're just kind of like, you know, they, they wouldn't let me, like they, every time I went to Atlanta to see my cousins, like I had to ride in a car with their white friends. They wouldn't even let me get in the car with them. So I didn't experience that. But like for myself, that like my my own like risk of safety, I've I've never had that, to be honest. So and I'm not just going to drag cops because I can, like, the ones that I've met are actually, were actually, like, very pleasant. So, and let me off. I don't have a record. So that's fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, I've only been, like, pulled over once, and it was by a black cop, and I got let off. So <laughs> I was just like, okay. It can be done, y'all. It can be done. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it was one of those, like, I, it was, like, like I was, it was just like one of those horrible situations. And as soon as he pulled me over, I almost burst into tears. And I think he was just like, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you, know, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah, I, I'm not going to go and be like, abolish the police. I think that like some people are doing a good job. My sister dated a cop for a really long time. Like, you know, but I just think that like 98% of them are shit right now. So like that, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much in like the, um, defund, but, like, don't get rid of them completely, because there are still violent people out there. <laughs> yeah, and be I, careful. I, like, I'm... Yeah. I like, just, like, I think that, like, like um, other services should be prioritized, because then, um, like, through better education and social services and access to healthcare, people won't be as cop-oriented, I guess. Yeah, or, like that's no for sure i think that like it's like the same thing like i've been like raising a lot of money for um a lot of organizations that are in toronto that are helping like grassroots like situations like and like helping the youth especially black youth and like i've been doing a new organization every week and i've been learning myself a lot about that and like yeah you know what if you are having like a distressed mental illness call like the cops are literally the last people that should be there yeah, I've heard so many horror stories of just, like, cops yeah. coming in and, like, grabbing people and just, like, like just trying to, like, detain them with force. And it's just, like, it's not what you do when someone's in that kind of state. Like, I am, um, like, I'm going to school for social work. I am trained in mental health first aid. Like, I, uh, I am, I feel like I'm more capable than some of the police officers that get called out. You're probably more capable than every police officer because you have a specialty in something that deals with, like, emotion versus logic like you have to mm -hmm. like relate to the emotional side before the logical side and cops relate to the logical side and then the emotional side and then their emotions are usually shut off and like they're that's a different sector it's it's a completely different sector like that it's just not supposed to be the cops that are doing the work of like they're supposed to be like hard and like tough and like dealing with logic and like reason in their own minds and yeah like with what you're doing with social work you're dealing with emotional like empathy like re like relatable skills of being able to like help people out of a situation where they're trying to manage a situation to like minimize anything happening where you're trying to like maximize the experience of like why they're feeling it and solve the problem from the root and they they're different sectors so the cops shouldn't even yeah. have to be doing it in the first place it's a stupid idea i don't know why it ever happened 
to be honest. Yeah. And and like I've been looking into the history of it and um a lot of um like like a lot of um the services kind of like expanded from the police force. Like like originally like they, they didn't have an ambulance. They just kind of like the police would show up and be like, All right, we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually it was actually like um and it was one of those things I learned through Facebook facts, so and I haven't fact checked it yet. But yeah. <laughs> but um it was um uh, um, from it was a group of people from a black neighborhood who all um, trained themselves, or like like um, a doctor came in and trained them on how to actually respond, and that started the EMS program. Yeah, literally. And like, I hope that's true because that's cool as hell. <laughs> that is that is like that is true. I was like looking at all this stuff, and my sister went through like a psychotic episode. She had a psychotic break a year and a half ago, which a lot only a certain a few people that like comics comic wise that are close to me know that it happened but the cops were the first people that came and literally made it so much worse and that was the mm -hmm. reason that like it pushed her back so far in her recovery and it was only until we used the programs that are in place for that sort of issue that she was able to get better so it's just like you can't expect a cop to multitask through all of these different sectors and issues mm -hmm. that they are not qualified to do. Like, you do what you need to do, and then we'll get other people to do it. Like, it just, when I, when I say defund the police, I'm not saying, like, fuck cops. I'm saying, like, you clearly have a job and very, something very specific, and you should just do that job. And yeah. then everybody else will do the jobs that they need to do. And then you don't have to worry about multitasking 15 things when you only are specialized in one. We'll get everyone else yeah. specialized to get the funding that you're getting for no reason, and that should be fine with you unless you want to go and learn how to do that properly. If you don't, then someone else is already qualified in that. Why don't you just let them do it? <laughs> like, it's very simple. I don't know why everyone's making it so crazy. Uh, it's, it, it's almost as if as soon as someone has a negative like notch put against them, they get extremely defensive and they take everything that is said as a personal attack. And it's like, it's just like the forces are like the, the police forces are like taking everything as like, you're saying that we are impure people. And I'm like, no, we're just saying most of you are, but the ones that you are are great. And um, we can focus your job on doing your job, the things that you're trained to do and the things you'd like to do and make your job less shitty because no one likes doing the things that you don't aren't, that you aren't trained for. Yeah. And maybe you can't go to the Hamptons every year, but that's like, you'll just have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> maybe you ought to sell your house on that island you bought. Maybe you ought to sell that island. I don't really care, but like, you'll, you're going to have to make some adjustments, bitch. Like, like that's just what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Hell to the yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so one more. Are we one ready? More. Yes. <laughs> one more. Yeah, there's one more. Um, oh, someone said something here. I want to say, when oh. you call 911, they ask you right away if you want police, medical, or fire. Instead, they should be asking what the situation is and then tell you who needs to be sent, if anyone. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I have been told that. I'm sorry, I just interrupted you. No, no. Or. No, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Okay, I have been told that if you ask for an ununiformed police officer, they will send one. Um, which again, like the 
police officer isn't like as specialty trained, but it is still like less, um, it's less stressful to have someone without a uniform come and talk to you. I'm not even trying to have so, there. Absolutely not. Don't, I don't want no police coming to talk to me that's dealt with like, the thing is like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're right. I'm just like that's just like something I've been trained to inform people. So I'm just like, yeah, here's a fact. And like as I'm saying it, I'm just like, but please suck though. <laughs> like the police need the very people that they're trying to be. They deal with like trauma first on site. They see so many dead bodies. They go through so much shit. And like yeah. they they need the services that they're trying to provide, and they can't even provide that because they're constantly going through PTSD. They're constantly going through all these issues where they can't. Like, they can't even help you. And that's why, like, it's like, why would you ask someone who is going through trauma on a constant basis and is trained to not, like, react, which is clearly even more fucked, to come and help someone who is having a medical episode? Like, how the fuck are they supposed to do that? Yeah. Like, how? Like, I'd love to see the blueprint. I'd love to see the blueprint on that shit because that is wild to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how the fuck yeah. are you supposed to do that? <laughs> like, what? What indeed? Like, yeah, so. Question 12. Okay. Never have I ever had someone question the validity of my rights and my humanity. Okay, buddy. Have you, have you just seen Twitter lately? Like, I can't. <laughs> I actually can't. <laughs> that is something I'm trying to learn how to like just ignore the trolls lately because yeah. it is the fact that there are people that don't understand basic human rights it's just like how do you even begin to reason with that person I'd rather just like try like right now it's like we're at a crossroad it's like do you want to have people that are on board help and make a difference and like move this change along in a positive direction or do you want to tell somebody that, like, I'm black and you're white and we both should be able to, like, get the same things? Like, I'll deal with that later. <laughs> like, with that situation later. Because there's a bigger issue of people who want to help and make a change. And then we'll come back to whatever the fuck these people are raised in. I literally don't even know. Like, it's every yeah. day. It's every day. Every day I have to block somebody. Every day I have to drag 15 people. And I'm just like... I just realized, like, you know, a few days ago, it's like, I can't put my energy in both. I yeah. got to focus on the one that's actually going to be, like, moving something forward. And then we'll come back to who the fuck raised these people in, like, 2064 or whatever the fuck. I don't have time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a similar point where I've been because it's just, like, I feel like it's it's part of my duty to educate and spread the good word of not being a dick. And... Um, it's, I, I had, um, a friend tell me about a, a quote of just like, um, we would be in like the 20% of people who are like, like in the same mindset. And then there is say 20% pe of people who are in like the racist mindset. Don't focus on that 20%, focus on the 60 yeah. of people who are just like, huh, I'm confused. Focus on the confused ones instead of the ones that have their minds made up because yeah. they take less energy and I don't know, a higher success rate, probably. 100%. And I'm glad that we are both on the same page with that, because I literally, everyone's like, oh, we'll try to do both. It's like, I can't try to do both. I, I actually can't try to do both. I'm not going to lie. 
Yeah, <laughs> like, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, and I, I know you saw like the big status I posted on Facebook before I deleted it. That was just like I just about how I just like I'm not I'm no longer having the discussion if you don't think that like you should be wearing a mask that COVID nineteen's a thing and that black people have rights. If you don't like, I I don't think I'm asking too much. Just like. <laughs> Live in a community and keep other people alive. And everyone's like, uh, I, I object. And you're like, okay. Well. Yeah. Oh, why? <laughs> Do tell. Right? It's just like, you can't even, like, I can't even hear the logic. I'm like, I'll, I'll hit you back up when we found out that Brianna Taylor has justice. So after we get to that point, maybe I'll circle back to how much of a fucking idiot you are. But, like, until then, I can't. Like, you know? Like, I can't. Just doing bigger things right now. <laughs> KG Dance says, I'm asking way too much. I... <laughs> that's Way a, too much. That's my girl. Yo, man. I, I have had such a good time doing this. I'm so glad. Like, this is amazing. I'm glad. Are, are you ready for um, the 12 questions? Yes. Okay, so the way I'm going to do this, I have the numbered 1 to 12, and I have a 12-sided die. Look at it. It's so pretty. I love that. I need that, actually. Yeah, I, I started every show showing off my dice because I love them. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, stop. Okay, I love that. All right, so then I just roll and ask you the number. Some of them are just statements um, that um, I don't know if anyone could tell, but they're statements that I wouldn't say myself. <laughs> but, yeah. you know. So some of them will be questions, and some of them will just be things I want your hot take on. Okay. Sounds good. All righty. Okay, no window. Some light. Okay. <laughs> All righty. In what ways have you embraced stereotypes for the sake of comedy? Do you find them useful tools or harmful? Uh, I used to embrace stereotypes, uh, but now the way that I embrace stereotypes is I do it for the other race. I show the race that I'm talking about that I've been like, you know, feeling like they've not really gotten it. I use their race and their experiences and how I felt and I put it in a way that makes it funny for them to realize that it's not acceptable and so that they don't feel attacked. So I do it for, I do it for them, but I also do it for me in a way that's really simple. It's like the jerk chicken curry curry chicken thing that I was explaining to you. You gotta explain yeah. things and examples of things people know. So that's why I have that cottage joke. I really explain things as like using Yeti coolers and the tragically hip, you know? You really just explain how you affect people without attacking them and then maybe they'll just get it. So that's how I do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. I approve. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Question two. I don't see race. Yeah, that's like impossible. Everybody sees race um, all the time. I see race. So anyone that's saying like, I don't see color. And I'm like, anytime someone says I don't see color, those are the people that wrap the N word in the car with all their white friends when no one's around. So that's just the way that I look at that. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just yeah you, you you have to to be able to get to the next step if you don't see race then like we have a bigger problem 
because then you don't yeah. see anything. So <laughs> you got to see it to move forward and it's okay to see it. Like it doesn't make you cool to not see it. It makes us worried. Yeah, absolutely. Like, how are you supposed to measure progress or know where you've come from? Yeah. If yeah, you're just exactly. like, well, and it, it's just like, again, it's, it is impossible. Like you look at someone and you're just like, oh, wow, a pigmentation. Oh, we have 30 seconds remaining. Oh yeah. This is our time. It's been an hour. Oh, damn. What? Already? <laughs> okay. Um, whoa. Should we come back to the last questions? Let's come back to the last question. Yeah, yeah. Let's close it and then and then start again. In your face, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in literally a minute. <laughs> See you soon. All right, so I am live, I have returned, and I'm alone. <laughs> but don't worry, Instagram just told me it's telling more followers to join. Gabe's here, hello. <laughs> so I'm just going to kill some time by making noises with my mouth until, <gasps> never mind, Tamara's back. Ah. Ba -da -ba -da. Yes. Did it. Huh. Part two. <laughs> I know. I was like, what? I can't even believe the time. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Well, we are. We are having fun. We're just also, like, educating. Yeah. It's... Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Alrighty. So. Question three slash whatever I roll. <laughs> How do you feel your race has had an impact on your place in the comedy scene? Um, that's a good question. Um, I didn't... Oh, man, this is a really good question because I actually have to think about this right now. <laughs> when I first started doing comedy in China, I got labeled as someone who was only doing race jokes which I thought was interesting because I wasn't planning on doing that. I was just doing jokes that related to me. And it just turned out that a lot of people in China were racist. And so that's what I spoke about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why I have so many gay jokes. Yeah. It's just like, just turns out that way. Then yeah. I went to Toronto and I did, a, I tried to get away from that because I didn't want to be someone that only told race jokes. And it kind <laughs> of like, indirectly was me being like ashamed of the fact that I was doing that and then I started doing the Nubian show a lot with Kenny Robinson and like I felt like I was finally at like at home in a place where I could be myself and so I started to realize that like I'm going to embrace just everything that I do no matter what and it just turns out a lot of things are centered around my race because those are the experiences that I have so I've just owned it now I've just owned the fact that like I am proud to be like who I am and I'm proud to be black and I'm proud to be like, I'm proud to be like who I am fundamentally through and through. And every experience that comes with that is just what I'm going to talk about. I'm not going to like try to do black jokes or try to do 
white jokes or try to do like this like unless someone's putting me into a box of making me do it then i purposely do the opposite so that's yeah. like yeah so pretty much that's kind of how i've done it but i was kind of ashamed of doing race jokes i thought it made me a one-dimensional comedian for a long time but it just made me yeah. who I am. yeah that's so good and that's that's another thing that's like helpful for me as um as comedy baby um <laughs> <laughs> just because like I, I'm at the point where I'm just like like as I said like I'm doing so many gay jokes and I'm just like am I just like is that my is that my stick I don't want it to be <laughs> but like it's also like gay shit happens to me <laughs> right like what are you gonna write different jokes like I'm not gonna be like milk curtains are weird right just because everybody wants me to like I'm not doing that like I'm gonna tell my jokes yeah yeah it's good it's a, it's a good um it's good that you've learned to like actually like embrace and enjoy and celebrate who you are. And I'm very happy for you. That's awesome. And you need to do that too. Like in whatever pace you do it in, like you'll just get more comfortable and you'll get so fed up of trying to like be in a box of something that someone else creates. Like just do what you want to do. It's way better. You're a way better comedian when you're just telling the jokes you want to tell. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I yeah, I, I did feel that. Like when then you when you're feeling the show, obviously you're gonna do better. So if you're like if it's ingenuine, then yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Ready for next question? Yes. Alrighty. At what age did you start to understand what it meant to be a black woman in the Western world? Did your parents talk to you about it? Yeah, honestly, my mom talked to me about it all the time. My sister was a really big, my sister showed me the light before I saw it. And I thought she was being really angry and really resentful and hateful towards the outside world. But I'm mm -hmm. so happy she did it. She told me every single thing that was going to happen literally every single thing mm -hmm. so she's like people are gonna like try to chalk things up to you being a certain race they're gonna take things away from you like it's it was just really crazy so like i yeah i learned a lot about my race before i experienced it my sister was drilling the shit into me when i was like six years old which is like crazy uh -huh. um but I'm happy she did it because it gave me the backbone that I do have. She's like, always be unapologetic. Always say exactly what you feel. Always call people out if you think they're being racist. Always explain, mm -hmm. like, the systematic, like, the, the, the systemic racism that's happening. I knew what systemic racism was when I was, like, eight years old. Like, <laughs> she was like, people will try to put you in this box. They'll try to make you seem like a certain way. They'll, like, when people don't want to see your success, they'll make lies up about you. They'll say things about you, like... She went through this whole thing, and I was like, you are the angriest person I know. <laughs> and she was like, okay. And now I'm like, oh, you weren't playing. That shit's real. Yeah, now you're just as angry? Yeah, now I'm just as angry. And when I called her, she's tired. I'm like, well, now it's my turn. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, does that even answer the question? Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> um what age did you start to understand so yeah oh, yeah yes yes or my sister was like so six eight and sister yeah <laughs> yeah it's just like oh you're you're six okay sick once upon a time <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's her <laughs> it, it's good to have someone like that that like 
gives you the lowdown. I, I, I think, like, the Spice Girls warned me that being a girl was harder. Yeah. But no one told me not being a girl was even harder. <laughs> yeah, which is a whole different battle, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like for you, honestly, just having to, like, explain things and having people be like, I don't get it. Why can't we just say it's this? And it's like, because I told you you can't. <laughs> How about yeah. that? It's it's so astonishing. It's just like like I don't I don't understand. It's like, hey, this makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? You're like, well, okay, well, that's literally what I said, so that's the end. That should just be the I, end. Like, Yeah, I've just like reached a point where I'm like, I don't know how else to say I don't like it. <laughs> right? It like and like like He's like, I, you know, I mean it. I've, I've, I've said it in, like, every emotion. I've said it happily. I've said it kindly. I've said it softly. I've said it strongly. I've been angry. I've cried. <sighs> yeah. But. I've been like, not enough. We want your blood. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, like, well, actually, my blood is non-binary. I'm, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I have balanced hormones. So, suck it, science. I <laughs> I'm real. Love- that answer like i'm about it oh <laughs> uh, that was the most validating blood test i've received they were just like oh because of this like you have a disease and they're like telling me like this bad news and i'm just like but i'm non-binary though <laughs> yeah you're like well here we go that's so funny i love that yeah <laughs> that's the best answer i've ever heard literally so cool <laughs> That's why you're a rock star, though. So that's why I I love you. So that's perfect. Thank you. And I know I've said it, but I love you, too. <laughs> this is the best. I'm so happy we're doing this, to be honest. Me, this too. Is this is so fun. So much fun. Yeah. I'm sorry I'm keeping you over time as well. My bad. That's okay, honestly. I, like... I know I should probably have a strict time for the show, but I just, like... I just have so much to say, and so do the people I talk to. So why why stop? <laughs> And in case you're wondering, I am in a closet, but it's where I have the best reception. <laughs> I would say, like, every now and then you're somewhere else, but I did not realize it was a closet. You don't have to be in the closet for me. Yeah, I, I, I went back in the closet, but I will, <laughs> I will come out of the closet as soon as you post this. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, man. All righty. Number eight. Have you ever felt you had to tone down your blackness? Yeah, all the time. I'll, I'll, I just I just stopped toning down. My, well, I grew up in Scarborough, so, like, you know what I mean? Like, a Scarborough girl. Mm-hmm. Like, I very much am, like... But, like, the black... Like, in Scarborough, I don't know if you, like, have been there, but, like, white people are, like... like forthcoming with that in the beginning and then again with the Nubian night and like with Kenny and like with all being around so many talented black people it made me embrace who I was again and yeah not that I lost it it's just that I was toning it down to I guess I guess for like festivals and like to try to look like a certain way to get like scouted for things and I was like 
you know what? If I'm just fundamentally who I am, and that's how you book me, that's way easier. Because like I, I can't keep up or remember what I'm trying to be to go to your fucking festival and shit. Like you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm not gonna be able to keep up with my own shit. Like I'm just like, all right, and and you know what? get books less on a lot of things but i get books <laughs> on the things that i want so that's way better <laughs> like you know yeah. yeah so yes but i've gotten out of that now so that's that's a great question these are great questions i'm like oh my god you know that guy from hot ones that like interviews all those celebrities and has all those great questions i feel like you are literally hot ones caliber i'm like these are questions okay these are questions Thank you. I, I did work hard on them. I <laughs> Yeah, I'm about these. I'm like, okay, like, where are the wings? Um, but yeah. <laughs> are you ready for a new one? Yes. All right. Why are you upset? Aren't we in Canada? Yo. Done. <laughs> Here's the thing. Canada is like, I've been, I, I love the States. I used to love the States. Um, but um, <laughs> it, it, it is, you can't deny it's worse there. It is for mm-hmm. sure. In a lot of ways where it's very blatant, it's very blatant in the sense that like you are terrified all the time, but in Canada it's what, and I learned this a lot and I wrote a lot of essays and a lot of like, did a lot of speeches and like, this is going to be my Ted talk, but um there's what is called blind racism here where people pretend that they're not racist and it comes out in like a lot of different ways. Canada has a lot of heavy microaggressions that will destroy you from the inside, eat away at you and ruin your self-esteem and your entire life and your perception of everything. Whereas in the States, you're kind of just like, everyone's racist. We already know that we're going to stick together on our side. You guys do your thing. There's a couple of M&Ms here and there. And then like, you know, but here you are always looking over your shoulder because you don't know who is racist or not. You don't know who's pretending to be on your side, but is actually like racist behind your back. You don't know who's doing, even right now, you don't know who's posting things because they really care or posting things because it's trendy. I know full blown racist people posting things like Black Lives Matter when I've heard them on the record be like, black people are disgusting. And I don't say anything because I just want to see how far they'll take it. Like, I love to watch Mm -hmm. it. And so that's the scary part. So Canada, they just hide it better. Yeah. And like right now, they don't hide it with like the Aboriginal community. They don't hide it with like everything. That's not hidden, but because they've trained everyone to not care and they've removed their history. And that's the kind of racism Canada does. They, yeah. they start from them when you're young. They pretend it doesn't matter. They build it over a period of time to the point where you don't even know where your own thoughts come from. That's how they do it. They burrow into your skin and make you believe what they believe. And the States are just like, yo, this black guy's on the street. We should probably kill him. And everyone's like, that's fucked up. But now we know you showed your colors. It's not the same here. That's the difference. So that's why it's scarier here. Yeah. But in the same token of this, it's like there are a lot of people that mix and mingle in a lot of different communities. And there are a lot of people that grow up 
in certain issues with a lot of different people and a lot like my school the minority were right like white people were the minority at my school like mm-hmm. hands down. so every white person i know from my high school is like they're not like i don't see color they're like yo this is fucked up but they're the kind of people that like if a cop's gonna do something really fucked up they're like yo what are you fucking doing like they'll mm-hmm. they, it's, it's just instinct automatically but that's yeah. happened everywhere in canada i lived in alberta for three years and I got called Oprah every day. You know what I mean? So it's like, <sighs> so it yeah. is one of those things where it's like, it's scarier to be in a place where it's more silent. Mm-hmm. And it's scary to be in the States because you could just literally not be able to have this conversation and tell somebody that it's silent because you're already murdered because it's not silent. It's very blatant. So yeah. they're different. They're both terrible, but they're different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. I, yeah, I um, I get to um, be undercover sometimes and hear what people say when um, no one's around to hear it. And I've had to do like a lot of like, whoa, why do you think that's okay? Like, this, like the amount of like, like just like, like when people just like sit around and do like one-upmanships, like with like, like I dated a guy who was in the military, so like, they are bros. <laughs> So, like, they would have, like, one-upmanships and just, like, who can tell the worst joke. And, like, I remember on, like, like, one time, like, they were just, like, trying to see who could get the, like, the one black guy the angriest. What? Yeah. Like, just, like... I... Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just, like, a mockery to get someone riled up. Like, my family does it all the time, where it's just, like, like they they know that if they, like, drop these, like, risque things, they'll get a rise out of me, and that's fun for them. And yeah. that's exactly what those people were doing to, like, like, that's exactly what the military men were doing to him that time. Like, it was so crazy. And I, like, it's it's one of those things where, like, I, I look back on it, and I feel guilty, because, like, I, like, I... I didn't know what to do, and so I just did nothing, and I wish I had, but, like, all I can do is, like, make amends in the future. So it's... Yeah. Like, I could have been better, and I will be now. For sure, but, like, like that whole thing is based on, like, systemic racism and stereotypes, like, the what they're doing. It's because there's this stereotypical thing about Black people being angry, and so when people are gaslighting Black people, they do it they use things that aren't true. They try to go out of their way to get a rise and to prove, see, they're angry. They're unhinged. They can't be, they can't be managed. They can't be controlled to prove a point that they're not worthy of being in society with everybody else. And that's something that you didn't even like see that I see immediately. That's what people do to me all the time. Cause like, Oh, you're, you're a black, crazy, angry black woman. Oh, you're going to try to fight me. And it's like, this happens all the time. And that's what they do to black mm-hmm. men. And it's just honestly, Anytime you see that, that's exactly what it is. They're trying to prove a point that's like they're not worthy enough or they're not managed, they're not contained enough to be able to be a part of this society. And that's mm-hmm. fucked up. Like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's not okay. But, like, you know what I mean? And that's the thing. Like, no one's like holding that against you that you don't say something. But it's just kind of like it was literally chill until like a few months ago to not say something because you're like, I think that's fucked up and to go in secret and be like, listen, I think that's really fucked up that they're doing that. And standing up in that situation is something that I'm going to give white people a learning curve on because how the fuck are they just going to out of nowhere be like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Some people fundamentally are just like that. They just will do that. But I'm willing to give the learning curve because it's hard. 
it's hard to do that. So yeah, don't even worry about it. Like, thank you. As like, yeah. as someone who like took three hours to ask you to do this show, I'm not very assertive. <laughs> I can't believe that. You know, I love you. <laughs> like, I'm insecure. <laughs> like I'm literally in my closet right now. <laughs> and I love you for it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm having a great time. I'm glad. That's really, that's good. I'm, I'm glad that we can get serious and be fun at yeah, the same 100%. time. Yeah, 100%. And I hope that this is educational and helpful for everyone watching. And I hope that everyone is having a, as just as good a time as we are and getting as yeah. serious as we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ready for another one? Yes. All right. All lives matter. Oh, man. Like, yo, and this is, like, something that, like, I tweeted about the other day. No one's saying that no one else's life matters. And I'll put a very, like, simple, like, very simple way of putting this. It's just, yes, everyone's life matters, except the problem is that, like, Black people are, like, this is the standard of lives, and we're, like, down below. We're trying to yeah. get up to this very bare minimum of where you acknowledge it. So like all lives aren't acknowledged. As you can see with situations like Breonna Taylor, where it's been 102 days and they've just been like, okay, one guy, yeah, you know what? You're fired. One mm -hmm. person. Just to prove yeah. that we are on a, a scale of like, if this happened to your son, a, like a white man, would you act the same like you wouldn't so we're trying to no. get to that level of where you act the same yeah we're not like it's not saying that we matter more than everyone else it's saying literally we don't we're not even seen or acknowledged to even have mm. the conversation and that's the problem so yeah bringing it to that point that's literally it they like they haven't even look how long you think it would take 102 days if, like, you know, a white man's son or daughter was killed in their sleep? Like, no. No. Literally, within 24 hours, find, like, they, they'd find them. There'd be no trial, pretty much. It's just, like, immediately, you're in jail. Bail is set at, like, $9 trillion. Like, it's just, like, what is, like, it, there's a problem here. Like, absolutely. And, like, that's what we're trying to say. Like, it's like, we need you to care. Like, when we say Black Lives <laughs> then we can start actually attacking the problem. But there's no problem to attack. You're just like, oh, whatever. Like, you don't care how educated this girl is. You don't care who her family is. You don't care about anything. Those things don't even uh -huh. matter. Like, there aren't even microaggressions to put on this situation because you don't even care that she's dead. That's the problem. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's where I stand on that. <laughs> what are your thoughts on, this isn't on the sheet, but what are your thoughts on people doing memes about um, Brianna Taylor? I think they're tasteless. Thank you. I don't, I don't, I don't think that it's funny to be like, Oh, like, have you watered the garden today? Brianna matters. Like, I don't think that that's like a way of doing it. 
Yeah. It's it's like a side thought, like, by the way, did you remember? It's like, no. If you're going to do a meme, how about you list all of the white names of the people that killed her and like, were okay with that being ha that happening and then put her name at the end? Like, if you want to do memes, it's not like, oh, have you turned the light on in your kitchen today, Brianna? No, like, that's not funny to me. Yeah. Because you're just like, it's been so long, it's a side thought. And I'm like, no. If you're going to, like, really, like, bring up her name, if you're going to say her name, say the names of the people that murdered and were okay with her being murdered, and then you can talk about her at the end. That's the way we're going to do this. Yeah. Like, it's, I think it's super tasteless. I don't think it's funny. I will never share one of those. I, I don't think it's, like, I, I don't think it's time to make a murder cheeky. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not into that. Yeah, I think it's, like, stemming off of, like, like the Epstein stuff. Yeah. I've seen, wow. <laughs> and, like, um, yeah. like, where it just, like, like, people made a meme out of that, but it's just, like, that was a completely different situation. Yeah. Like, like I'm, yeah, I don't like it being, like, a side thought and be like, ha, ha, ha. It, it like, any type, any way that you may, if it in any way is a joke, I'm not into it. If it's yeah. in any way, like, satire or, like, sarcastic, like, I, I don't, like, you think that you're going to use satire on people that don't understand that Black people should have lives? Mm -hmm. like, you think they're, they're going to go to the second tier? Like, they're not. They don't even get this concept. And now you're going to, like, weave it into sarcasm? It's not, like, they're not going to get it. Like... No, it's like those memes and messages. They're not for the people that they should be for. They're yeah. for us, essentially. Like they're yeah. like they're targeted at the people who are already aware of the issue. Yeah, like like stop, stop trying to trick idiots. Like you know mm -hmm. what I mean. You gotta write this in like you know blatant fucking like block letters for them, step by step, letter by letter. They don't get it. Mm -hmm. Like you know. So yeah, no, not into those. Yeah, I, I I was like having a conversation recently with a friend, and I was just like, you know, slid in. Yeah, yeah, how's it? Yeah, it's like no, <laughs> like yeah, literally. Don't make a joke about murder, everyone. How about that? <laughs> like literally. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Next question. Uh, Yes, yes. I'm ready. Ready. Do you remember the first time you felt othered? Yeah, yeah. I grew up in the suburbs. Uh, I was the only black family on our street. And I was eight years old riding my bike. And a group of teenagers, white teenagers, drove by and screamed the N-word at me and threw a carton of eggs, of eggs at me. So, yeah, I remember very clearly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, like, kind of, like, yeah, my life. Um, yeah. And, like you, know, like, you know what I mean? Like, when I was, like, going through school and all that stuff, like, I never felt that. But, like, that was the first time I realized that, like, yeah. I gotta start, like, watching my back on shit. Yeah. Like, and that's when my sister's words, I was like, oh, I see what you're saying, bitch. Like, and I'm yeah. like, like, you know what I mean? You know how fucked up that is? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. And it was really traumatizing. I, like, cried for weeks. Yeah. Um, 
And my mom was like, not even like, it's going to be okay. She's like, it's going to be like this, <laughs> which was fucked up. Yeah, that's like, that's um kind of what, like one of the reasons why I wanted to um, open this subject is just how hard it is to console someone when it is um, like a way of the world. Like I had to like, like different scale, but I had um, someone break into my car and stole my niece's Nintendo Switch. And so like, that was like how she had to learn that the world sucks sometimes. Yeah. And like, she's nine, like, and like now she's just like, yeah, she's she's my little she's my little commie. I love her. <laughs> well, if you want, my sister can instill a lot of terrible things in her mind. <laughs> no, no, um, no but yeah, you can't really console. Like, there's a point of consoling, and then once someone like experiences something that is like real life, you try to protect your kids or the people that you care about the most from that. And once mm-hmm. they experience it, then it's like that's your time to have that conversation and really break things down. Because yeah. you can't let them live in a bubble of something that's fake. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's just going to be more dangerous. 100%. Mm-hmm. So. Especially when it's like, like with like, like with my niece, it's just like, oh, be careful with your items because people might steal them. But then in like your case, it's watch your back because you might be in danger. Yeah. And I wouldn't know how to explain that to someone. Yeah, it's really shitty that it has to be explained, to be honest. But, like, yeah. my mom did a good job of explaining it. My sister did a great job. I, like, always had, like, tough skin. Like, me and my sister are, like, 19 years apart. Me and my other sister are, like, 21 years apart. Like, I kind of grew up as, like, an only child. I spent a lot of time by myself, like, analyzing why things are the way they are and, like, why people are the way they are. And, like, spent a lot of time learning about, like, myself and, like, who I am and shit. And so, like... It just shows a lot about other people when they don't do that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of just like, yeah. oh. And that's why I think that I'm so, like, empathetic to people doing that on their own time. So I'm like, clearly you have been sculpted by a lot of shit. You don't even care to figure out why you do it like that. And hopefully you do get to that point. I'm always going to be, like, open to people finding themselves and being better people. Like, I'll always be able to forgive but I don't have any room for people who don't try it. And that's just pretty much where it is for me. Yeah. And that's, that's a good place to be. Honestly, I think that's like for your own mental health and safety. I think that's where you need to be in regard to like educating and talking to other people about these things, because like it's, it's that, it's that 20% that's just might be a bit of a waste of our energy until we get the rest of them on board. We need that 61st. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Sweet. Are those all the questions? No, we have four more. Okay, sick. All right. You sounded so disappointed, and I kind of love them. I was like, I was like, oh. All righty. Was racism ever discussed in your school? Yeah. Yeah, actually. I'm trying to think. Yeah, it was really heavily, actually. I feel like I got different, like, you know, Brandon Ash Muhammad and, like, all those, like, history lessons. Like, yeah, I feel like I got a lot of that with my school. It was very shocking, actually. Okay, there's a hanger beside my chin. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, no, but I, I did. I did have a really good, like, Harriet Tubman was really, really heavily the Underground Railroad. 
explaining like i mean like we got really good i learned all of my history in french um because i learned everything in french except for like math and english and science um so that was a little bit more difficult but i was definitely taught i was definitely taught a lot and they covered a lot and i think that that was really like helpful for me to really understand kind of like what my sister was talking about the whole time yeah Um, so yeah i'm actually really appreciative of that because i again like grew up in like a really really white neighborhood when I was mm-hmm. up until I went to middle school. So I know a lot of people didn't go to middle school, but like, I, yeah. So a lot of people went like K to eight or whatever, but like I went mm-hmm. like K to six, seven to eight, and then nine to 12. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, my, my middle school was really on, on the ball. My high school was super, super on the ball. And yeah. So, because again, we were in a high school that was like predominantly people of color like from mm-hmm. all over the world we had every flag of every student that like so we had a flag that represented any country of any student that was in our school in high school and it wrapped all the way around our school multiple times if crystal's still here in here uh kg dan she'll she'll confirm that like they they weren't playing around like the, like <laughs> literally the minority so yeah like we learned a lot which is good so mm-hmm. yeah i'm really grateful that for good. that actually yeah, that that is. I um, my school did not like. We we talked about bullying, and like it was literally like racism was something that's like a race was something that someone was bullied for, wow. and that was like the extent of our um. Like, if you see that someone is different than you, don't mention it, and that's how you have a bunch of people who think that saying someone is black is a bad word. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. I it's that's the thing it's like being silent it's like it's like what i was talking about like this is exactly how that starts with the whole like blind racism like you don't say things and then because you feel like you're not allowed to and then when you do say them that with everybody that is not of like that's not a person of color that is not black and then when you talk about it you don't have anyone educating you on the things you're saying and that's literally how it builds even stronger of like people not wanting to approach the situation talking about it but only talking amongst themselves about it like that is the problem yeah (laughs) like you have to do it you have to talk to the person like you have to talk to the group you have to talk to the people like that's the whole point yeah and it's just like understanding that titles aren't necessarily like aren't a bad thing like it's not like offensive for me to say like oh my roommate's chinese that's literally a fact about him Oh, yeah, this whole, like, I was like, you say African-American, you say African-Canadian. It's like, no, call a Black person Black, because that's mm-hmm. what you call them behind their back, and that's just what they are. So there's no African-Canadian, like, don't get into a history of something you don't even know about. Don't start <laughs> to do that shit, okay? Like, this person's Black, and that's how you know them. You don't know any of the other details. If you want to get into that history and start schooling everybody in your circle, cool. But if you can't do that, then don't start with this African-Canadian, African-American, this is politically correct shit. Because people that tell us what's politically correct aren't politically correct. They're <laughs> racist. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's the problem. Like, don't yeah. code it for me. I'm already what I am. 
Who are you showing yeah, it for? Like your friends at your dinner party? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like what's yeah, going it's, on? It's, it's the kind of thing that it's just like, well, it's like, it's not like we're not aware. Yeah. Like, it's just like, a, sometimes you look at someone and you think to yourself, that is who, that is who they are. Then there is the race. Like, it's just like, it's literally just a part of the register. Like when you're looking at what someone looks like, sometimes you notice their skin pigmentation. Yeah. And everyone's like, mm -mm -mm, say melanin. Like, it's just like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like crazy. Like, it's just like, say this person's black. It's totally fine. As long as it does not follow it up by something super racist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like, if you're not like, like saying it as like, um, like the, the generalization, like, like the blacks. Yeah. Oh my God. As long as you I think that's why, I think that's why some people think, oh, sorry. As, as long as you don't Don Cherry it, it's fine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Those Dons just can't be trusted. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've got so many zingers tonight. I hope that this is, like, saved so everybody can see it. Like, this is... <laughs> like, the zingers are on point. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, <laughs> sometimes people suck. Next question. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, next question. I'm ready, I'm ready. All right. Stop naming your son's Don. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, my dad's name was Donald, so whoops. Yeah. Yeah. But um, he's a real one. Uh, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He okay. already knew he was black, so it was a whole different thing. Um. <laughs> and he noticed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, okay. I already circled it, so I wasn't able to find it. <laughs> There's already so much happening in the world. Is it appropriate to discuss other issues in the wake of Black Lives Matter? No. Sorry. It's not. well. It's not like I and I'm not. I I, I don't want to offend anybody by how I'm saying this, mm -hmm. but um, right now is not that I know a lot of other things are happening, but unfortunately, this has been happening for a long time, and everyone's turned a blind eye, and it's never been addressed. Like I get mm -hmm. it. We're in a second wave of Me Too. And I'm not saying that that's not important. And I do think mm -hmm. that, you know, that needs to be addressed. But I don't think that those issues should overshadow basic human rights. Mm -hmm. I think that they can also be talked about. But I don't think that it's like I'm switching from Black Lives Matter to retweeting Chris D'Elia. No. We're not okay. doing that. Like, not because it's not important. And I think that the victims need to be heard on that. But I do think that, like, it's becoming, it's just, the problem with it, and even with the question, not, no offense, is that mm -hmm. it makes it look like a trend, like you have to jump from one thing to another. I think that this conversation should have been happening constantly the whole time. I've been having this conversation yeah. the whole time. The only difference between Black Lives Matter and Me Too is that, like, 
this is like something that perpetually is going to be talked about and no one is talking about Black Lives Matter until now. And it can't <laughs> afford to drop off of the radar because yeah. I don't think it will come back. Literally. That's the only yeah. difference. It's like right now we just can't. We can't sacrifice having something else overshadow the fact that every single day and in the past two weeks there have been 12 deaths of black people at the hands of the police that can't be pushed aside mm -hmm. chrysalia is garbage obviously and i yeah. cannot believe that like the audacity of someone like him to like what well, anyway that's all he's yeah. and those victims need to be heard and i'm not saying that they shouldn't be heard what i am saying is that like it's overshadowing and it's a lot easier to shift the like to shift the narrative to something that is easier to talk about because it's more relatable to the masses and i get that mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable but it has to be spoken about even if it's uncomfortable for everybody else i'm not saying that you can't talk about anything else but it's like brianna taylor literally stopped trending how is that possible yeah like that's how easy it is for you to be like i am not really like I've been trying. All my friends are attacking me. There are so many people that are racist. This battle's really hard. It's like, that's the battle that every Black person goes through every day. And I'm sorry that it's hard for you, but you can't shift to something that's easier because it's convenient. Because yeah. that's something that you can relate to more. You speaking up harder and more eloquently on something that you can say more about does not excuse the fact that you won't educate yourself and your friends on why this needs to be at the forefront it's not comparable like it's just yeah. not sorry mm -hmm. and that's yeah. just how it has to be i my heart hurts for all of those victims with crystal lee i've been a victim of those things myself i'm not saying it doesn't matter mm -hmm. but i am saying that it's more like it's it's a shared experience with so many more people that it's easier to talk about and the people that are still talking about it, bless them. The people that are like white, you right now, like the people that are like you that are still doing this, even though it's uncomfortable and you don't really know all the answers, but you know that this is something that needs to be heard. Like that is that went from 95% like three weeks ago to like 10% this week. And yeah, the fact that you're one of the people still doing that and knowing that there are other issues. Like, that's something, like, I'll be eternally grateful for. But the problem is that a lot of people aren't doing it. And that yeah. can be something that gets lost. And it will be if people don't keep pushing. And that's why I'm pushing every day for it. Because it's, yeah. like, people make things like a competition. Like, it's one thing or the other. I feel like, oh, well, this happened. So now this is really prevalent. We got to protect these women first and then go back to the black people. Like, no, 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 no. This shit's not done. You don't start mm -hmm. new projects without finishing your other ones. This project... Like, Crystalia is gonna be cancelled. He's done. Those victims need to get, like, they're, they're, like, they need to be helped. They need to be mentally checked in on. Crystalia needs to, like, literally burn in hell. I'm all about that. I'm not saying that that's not true. <laughs> but I'm also saying that it's, like, why does it have to be one or the other? Uh -huh. And why, like, it's just easier for a lot of people to shut off when it's yeah. something that's, like, a lot harder to focus on because they don't know all the facts and they don't know they don't want to be wrong 
and they don't want to like feel like they don't want to be judged and it's like it's not about everybody else and i know it's easier to talk about other things but you need to really like take the time to realize that this is 400 years of people saying the same thing and i'm not saying that's not the same for women it obviously mm -hmm. like they're obviously like this is a pressing issue but it's like we're, your work's not done so yeah if it's not done and I see the shift and then nothing about Black Lives Matter, it's making me understand that like you're chasing clout for for people to see. And that is what makes me really angry, honestly. Mm -hmm. As you can tell from how I just lost my shit. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely okay. Um so these questions are for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, I was. Um, I wasn't referring to the Me Too movement. I was. Um, like, I was specifically thinking because it's a discussion. My my roommate's um from the Philippines, and yeah. oh, right now, God. yeah, um, they are dealing with a dictatorship, and it's like, it's and um, like they like it's just it's getting so bad. I like I only know the details secondhand from her talking about it, so I don't want to get into it too much in case I say anything wrong. But yeah. um. Yeah, it's just, um, I've thought about doing um, an equivalent of this with her. <laughs> but I'm just like, I'm not sure, because like, it is something that is happening now in the Philippines. And I, like, she's, she doesn't want to do the show, because like, I, I, she was talking about it, and I brought it up to her, and she said that she doesn't want to take away from the Black Lives Matter movement. So I'd like ask the question, wondering like, what, um, what your stance is on that? And your if it's roommate. still... Get your roommate on the show to talk about that because I literally don't know any details about it, which makes it even worse. Those are still people. That is still a person of color. That is still something that needs to be spoken about. And I actually don't know a lot about it. So you tell your roommate that, like, you know, when it comes to, like, the problem is not, it's, it's basic human rights. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And there's no discrimination against people needing those. So yeah. you get your roommate on. I'll be the first person in that live watching all of that, learning as much as I can and doing exactly what I do for my own race to help, you know, the race of your roommate. Like, I'm, I'm all about that. That's the whole point. Yeah. You know I mean, I'm just, what I'm saying is that it's like, it's not a competition or it's not a shift. It's like everybody should yeah. do this all the time. People just need to be better people. People just need to not be so shitty all the time and think about all yeah. themselves. That's the problem. Like, yeah, I, yeah, my my entire like life philosophy is just don't be a dick. Don't be a dick, man. Like what? <laughs> like super. Like so. Yeah. Like and I and I know that that seems like I think what I like what I I I think that that's really important. I think that you should really do that. Like I have been doing my quarantine show. I've been having people that are like white. I've been having people of color. I've been having people that are black. Like on the show, it's it's a range of different experiences and different like as long as we're all on the same page, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just want everyone to be on the same page. I want people who have been sexually assaulted. I want people who have going through things. In I want people in Ye Yemen. I want like, I want all of that to be something that we always talk about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like post, yeah. your, post your selfies, you know, get that lighting, post your memes, but do your work. Like, mm -hmm. like do your work. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's if you can put that much effort into that shit, then you can put this much effort into everything else. If your yeah. screen time is down by 28%, it better be because you're reading, bitch. Like, honestly. <laughs>
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know? So, yeah. No, I, I think that you should do that. I think that you should, like, I'm very focused on this because it's affecting my race and who I am and, like, something that I've seen directly. But I always want to know how I can help other people, you know? I always want to be there and, like, do my best. And it is hard mm-hmm. to juggle across a whole thing. And that's, and that's why it is hard because I'm juggling through a lot of different situations. Like, obviously, you know, I'm going – I'm looking at these – I'm looking at things that are going, like, I don't even know the details of what you're talking about, which is insane to me. Yeah. I don't want that to be overshadowed by something else that has to do with basic human rights. Mm -hmm. Like, let's get all of this going. When I see, when I see people in Israel or when I see people in like, like foreign countries holding Black Lives Matter, like Black Lives Matter, like banners i'm like you don't have to do that you educated yourself i'm down to get educated yeah do it but like yes and i think you should 100 like like, i will be watching that live like let me know when you're doing it i'm so 100 percent down i don't think my roommate should feel any ways about that that's something that like you know they're gonna do for their people and that's what you like that's the only way it gets out Mm -hmm. that's that's like like that was my thought with it as well it's just like well no one else is talking about it so like I may as well. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Let's do it. I'm yeah. so down. I'm glad I. She she did um during um the the dip in between calls. She she was sitting here, but she's since gone into her room. But she did um say that you seemed very cool. So oh, maybe your coolness, you. your coolness <laughs> will encourage her to be on the show. <laughs> yeah, tell her I specifically asked to know more, and I do want to know more. So I would like. I would like her to help me at the beginning of my education process on that. And I will do everything I can to like, know what's going on and like spread the word and like try to make a difference. So tell her that she is the one I'm riding. I'm riding on her to give me this introduction. I'd like to know. All right. You hear that Mina? <laughs> yeah. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so down. I'm so down to know that. Yeah. See, yeah. yes, please. In the comments. Yes, please. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So um, maybe that'll be next week. <laughs> love that. I would honestly love that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. She hasn't said yes, but I'm already excited. <laughs> Let me know. Literally DM me if she says yes, and then I'm so into it. I'll be yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and we have two questions left. Oh snap! All right. <laughs> Slavery and segregation affected your relatives, not you. No, <laughs> like, to be honest, like, it did affect my relatives and my ancestors. It's still affecting me today. I'm mm-hmm. a product of that. And I'm still dealing with segregation as we speak. And I'm still dealing with what I think is like, you know, modern day slavery. I'm not going to say it's the exact same. But like, I'm, I'm, I'm like the I'm the grandchildren, great grandchildren of those people. And nothing's changed, really. So yeah. Yes, segregation happens on a daily basis for me. I feel it all the time. I'm segregated in conversations, in comedy. Uh, like, it, it happens 24-7. That's just not something, like, I'm always drinking at my own fountain. Let's just put it that way. But um, with slavery, it's just, like, I'll never know what that's like. And to be honest, I'll never know what it's like in that capacity. 
but I do feel like the institution of slavery still exists and is still happening. And it's something that I do have to fight every day. It's just in a way that's more polite. And uh, I, I, I often think about what I'd be like as like back in that, I'd be murdered immediately. Cause I'd be like, ain't nobody watching your dishes, bitch. And I think that in my, in my mind, and my mom was like, no, you wouldn't because <laughs> you be begging for and like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what that could be like. I can't understand the severity of that at that time, but I can mm -hmm. understand that I'm going through, like, I can, I can know that my ancestors and everyone, like my grandma, my great grandmother would be looking at me and they wouldn't be happy with the way things are now. And that's yeah. what's really upsetting. You know, yeah, absolutely. That, that's the problem. I'm yeah. always drinking on my own fountain, which is a powerful image. Thank you, Becca. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like that line a lot. So good job, Becca. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's just how I feel about that. But, you know, it's just, it's a really upsetting time. It, you know what? Like, this is really a triggering time for a lot of Black people because it's like, you kind of got like everyone kind of got really tired and kind of felt like it was going to be this way the whole time and now it's there's a revolution happening and through yeah. that revolution brings up a lot of hurt and a lot of pain and a lot of things that we've really like suppressed for so long and it's hard to bring all of those feelings up and also fight a battle and also be tired so it's been really difficult like honestly but yeah every day I wake up and I'm like, I have to do this because like, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Look at like, look at everyone that did it for me. Like, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stop the fight now. Like, no, like, no. So yeah, it's hard, but it's something that you have to like commit to because you want the change. And cause everybody else, you see other people want the change. And like, I, we're not even close, but we're breaking through. And that's the first time that's happened in my lifetime. And so I'm not going to sit down yeah. and be like, I hope, like, that's why I'm like, these things need to keep trending. This needs to keep happening. It's weird that we live in a society where trending and hashtags and memes mean something for this. I find that so yeah. insane. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I grew up with like bike rides and AOL and encyclope encyclopedias and dial up internet and me being like, fuck it, I don't even want to go online. And to know mm -hmm. that like activism's happening online and seeing people in in the states and all over the world but like mainly in the states like going out and doing this and risking their lives and i'm like that is insane that i read about that in history books and it's still happening that to me yeah. is the wildest part of this whole thing i'm mm -hmm. reading something i've already like i'm looking at something i've already read about and it's supposed to be history but it's happening right now and that's really yeah. disturbing honestly so absolutely like, I, it's my job now to do my part constantly, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah it's, it's up to all of us to, like, come together and actually take a stand. And hopefully, in this point in history, we have enough. Yeah. I hope, man. I really do. And, yeah. yeah. Fuck, man. It's crazy. I do hope, though. Yeah, I I've been seeing things that are promising. Yep. Like, like, things are, like, we are making a difference. We are making a difference. And that's why when I watched, like, Dave Chappelle and I, like, saw that, like, it literally, like, 
oh my god, I'm getting like emotional. It literally like brought tears to my eyes to just see him being like, you guys are doing so great. Like you guys are doing so well, you know? Cause it's just yeah. like, that's so hard to do. And to like see that, it's just, it's like, oh my God, I'm getting so emotional. I'm so sorry. It's a, oh, it's okay. It's absolutely okay. It's just like, I hope that it doesn't die out. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And Oh my god. Okay, sorry. You're like making me cry out here, man. Like, what the hell? I got too real, <laughs> too serious. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping for it, the best. Yeah. But yeah, I, of course. Yeah. Sorry, I made you cry, but um, thank you no. for being so real. And okay. yeah, yeah, and we can't lose momentum. You're absolutely right. We have to keep going and keep going strong. And that's why, like, that's why I got rid of the High with Hottie show and turned into Sober and Serious because. Oh, we are getting well, sober and serious. I should have had wine. I can't believe you forced <laughs> me into not drinking through this. <laughs> Sorry? Uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. I love you. All right. But we do have one question left. Are you okay? Yes, yeah. yeah, I'm good. I'm ready. I'm good. Okay. okay. Surely not all cops are bastards. Yeah, they're not. I don't think they are. <laughs> I, I, I really don't think they are. Like, I will say that. Like, I don't think they are. Like, I think I'm, like, I'm a teacher. I teach every day. And there are a lot of shitty teachers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But they're not all shitty. And a lot of, like, it's just, I, not, cop, there are cops that have saved my life in situations. Yeah. In a lot of situations where I've been doing stupid shit. And I'm forever grateful. I just think that the way that the institution works and the way that they, their jobs have been like structured and the way that they've been told about what they need to do, I think that they were fighting a losing battle and it's very easy to get frustrated in a job that you already don't enjoy that much, that you need just like a high school diploma in the States to get and then they throw a bunch of other things on you and then, you know, you get to a point where you're not going to want it. I love my job, okay? And there are days that I hate it and I'm not the best at it. Does that mm -hmm. mean that I'm the worst at it? No. But does, like, I only have one job. It's like you teach these kids, you put in these marks, you do this, mm -hmm. okay? Like, if I had another eight jobs tacked on that I was not properly trained for, and I, you know, grew up in a racist family and I had to go to work every day and I resented it. Like, am I going to be the best of my job? No. Should you try to be the best of your job and not kill people on the job and be racist? Yes, obviously. Right. But yeah, like all cops aren't bad. Like. All, yeah. all the force, all of the forces that choose to participate in harming innocent protesters, yeah. Like, I, I know that. Like, I, I, I do know that there's authority above authority, and I do think that there are cops that get into it with the with the right heart and try to do their best. And I'm not going to sit here and say that every cop is shitty. I don't mm -hmm. think that they are. I just do think that if you're not passionate about something, you shouldn't get into that profession if it means like life or death for humans so like 
if I wanted to, like, you can get, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, if you know that you can hold someone's life in your hand and you're not even sure you really want to do that job and you're not passionate about it, you shouldn't be doing that job. Yeah. Like, if you're a social worker and you hate talking to people, you shouldn't be doing that job. Yeah. If I don't want to see kids succeed and, like, make a difference in the world, I shouldn't be teaching. And no. unfortunately, yeah. we live in a capitalist society where money drives a lot of things and that's why you get a lot of shitty people and a lot of shitty jobs and yeah. i don't think that every cop is bad i will not ever say that every cop is bad i do think that a lot of cops don't know what they're doing i do think there are a lot of cops that are racist and i do think there are a lot of cops that are hateful and just want their paycheck and put other people's lives at risk and don't care but i'm not going to ever group an entire group of people into one thing because it's what everybody else is saying. Like, I will not say that. I do think that- I'm sorry, we have four seconds left. Oh my God, okay, I love you.